1: Tom Bernard Show with Hackmaster Ralph to a basham MD.
2: Co-host, Catherine Brandt.
1: Andy Brandt Bernard.
0: Cassie Schrader.
1: This hour we have a special guest, Paul Remish is coming up this hour. Also, we're going to open the first segment of the second hour with 50 things no man over 40 should ever say. 50 of them. We're <laughs> going to find out your opinion on these right after this Tom Bernard Show. Walls Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walls way. Upfront, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They join such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, The Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake, and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. That's all I, have I said man. Now, should a guy over 40 ever say, we're rocking out, man? <laughs> well,
0: you're allowed. Well, it depends on if there's teenagers in the room, because you'll be getting eye rolls if you say that. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. that's true.
1: <laughs> 50 things no man over 40 should ever say, and I do have a word, and I talked about it this morning, I hate it when people call me this.
2: Dude?
1: Dude. It's exact. <laughs> I hate that so Hey, dude. Really? Dude. And the way they say it, too. That's the other thing. They, t- they, t- they say it in their best uh, surfer voice. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> fake surfer voice. Dude. Uh, there comes a point in every man's life when he has to give up certain things, like borrowing his dad's car as his main mode of transportation. Yeah, that'd be good. Stop borrowing dad's car. Or thinking of shorts as business casual, or trying adventurous haircuts above all. <laughs> there are certain words and phrases that you just shouldn't be using anymore. Well, Under- I'm glad
2: that you guys are starting to get some rules.
1: Yeah, we got some rules now. we got some rules coming up. Uh, Yes, yes, we know we're not the boss of you. Nobody can tell you what to do. But there's a big difference between having a unique and colorful personality in your 40s and saying things that shouldn't be coming out of the word hole of an emotionally mature (laughs) adult male. Well written so far, Mm -hmm. is an uh, MSN article. We wouldn't dream of telling you what political beliefs you should have or the only appropriate religious convictions or even what kind of music you should listen to. We just think that a man who's been on the planet for at least four decades shouldn't be saying things like, that is so sus.
4: Uh, sus is obnoxious. Yeah. What is sus? Suss it out.
1: It's a chav thing. A uh, what thing? <laughs> <laughs> It is. Oh, what the the hell stop. stop, you're starting
5: to speak in tongues What <laughs> did you just say? Chavs are basically like British uh, Like You know how we have white people Who try to act like they're rappers? Yes They're the British equivalent of that They oh, don't act like rappers But they have their own, you know They just try to emulate That kind of
1: behavior Oh, they culturally appropriate more I believe or that's less. what that's called. Yeah, maybe. Oh. So what does that is so sus even mean? I don't well, know. To sus,
2: to, sus, to sus something out means to investigate it.
1: That is so yeah. investigated? <laughs> well, they're just using the word wrong because they're idiots. Oh, okay. Well, that explains a lot. Then I understand a lot <laughs> more now. Uh, to create the definitive list of words and phrases that a man in his 40s should exercise from his vocabulary with extreme prejudice, <laughs> we enlisted the help of Barbara Patcher. Or Pactor a business etiquette coach from New Jersey and Richie Freeman a manners expert and author of reply all and other ways to tank your career yeah do not ever <laughs> oh. reply all that's a really yeah. bad idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. reply all yeah I had an attorney
2: do that to me one time and oh, it was
1: God. not good uh, for more on language you may or may not want to check. Uh, want to say check out the 100 slang terms from the 20th century no one uses anymore so uh, I don't know. A hundred, huh? We still see how it goes. I, I don't know. So where's the rest of the story? Like beeper? <laughs> yeah, beeper's probably one of them you don't want to say anymore. Well, where are the hundred words? I, I got to hit right on the thing. Okay, hold on. I got to go back.
2: Oh, my God. You and computers. No, <laughs> it,
1: there's no highlighted 50 Over
2: 48 year old should not use computers.
1: <laughs> I should not. You're absolutely right. No question about that. Um, Yeah, but it it doesn't highlight the 50 things that men over 40 should not say. I just assumed they would do that. Oh, maybe I have to click on this or something. I don't know. This pisses me (laughs) off because MSN does that once in a while, and I don't know why they do it.
2: Because they're trying to get you to clickbait.
1: Well, I don't want to clickbait. I just want to read an interesting story about the 40 things or 50 things that men over 40 should never say. They
2: they a lot of times freeze your screen for a little while so you can see. You you have to look at the ads. Oh,
1: God, I don't want to look at your ads. Okay, talk amongst yourselves. (laughs) Dude. Talk amongst yourselves,
0: dude. Yeah, I know there's some phrases. You know, the kids and all the kids in the house say right now. And I'm just like, you guys sound so... I can't like they're not even dumb. smart. <laughs> like,
5: the best way to get them to stop doing that is to start doing it. yourself. Yeah, I do, and yeah.
0: they so, look at me. and They're like, "Don't say that." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like if
5: they hear their yeah, if they hear their parents say it the way they say it, they'll be like, "Oh wow, that does sound dumb." Oh well, yes.
0: They'll stop
2: saying it around you, but they'll say it around their friends at school. And stuff. Yeah, I'm like,
5: and, 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 one, and one thing that
6: a forty person should not say is, "Let's take a bird." Do That's bird. the name of the scooters in Santa Monica. Let's take
0: yeah. like a bird. Well, no like I'll ask my the boys. This is like a thing amongst the boys in the house. I'd be like, "Oh, can you do this or whatever?" And they're like, "Yeah, bet." Yeah, I'm bet.
1: Like,
0: yeah, bet what <laughs> they're like yeah, yeah,
1: bet. Bet. it's a lebanese word no.
4: <laughs> <laughs> our yeah, faithful, our what does faithful even listener mean?
2: wendy rodewald says i have sometimes i sometimes have to use the word dude when addressing certain people because a-hole is not acceptable
0: <laughs> when you're, in, in, well, yeah, or if you're in a public restaurant <laughs> dude. but you got to get the eyes right when you say it so they know what you actually mean okay
1: the number one things a number one of 50 things that Men over 40 should never say, and if anybody says this to me, I I tell them to get out of my house or leave me alone. Amaze (laughs) balls. I hate that so much. Does this shirt go with these pants? You should know by the time you're 40. How much should we tip? Yeah, you should never say that either.
2: Yeah, you should know.
1: Don't throw me under the bus. Uh, That one doesn't bother me (laughs) as much.
2: Who cares about that one?
1: Hey, you've got a hookup. Yeah, don't say hookup either. That's not good. Does that make sense? I'm a feminist. Yeah, men over 40 should never say I'm a feminist. That's stupid. It really is. Uh, literally, oh, God, when people go, on. yeah, literally, man, like literally.
2: It's the worst when you're around someone that says oh. it all the time, then you start saying it all the time, too. Mm-hmm. It's kind like, like when people say like all the time.
1: Like, like, yeah, like, like. Then all like. of a sudden
2: you're like saying it. Ugh.
1: Okay, if anybody over the age of one says this, <laughs> get out of my house. Adorbs. Mm. Now, oh, don't that's say adorbs. Kind of annoying.
2: That's always on Facebook and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Let's
1: not yeah. say adorbs either, shall we? Let's not Let's not even think of saying adore. That's on what all the time?
2: And like social media, people oh, say that.
6: So, the, so they're just contracting words so mm-hmm. they don't have to type as many characters.
0: Exactly. Well, uh, I know. I just, I just love how Twitter wants to make you sound more dumb than you really are, but you true. have no choice because you, you know, you well, run out of room. Yeah,
2: and Twitter, because you can't edit what you just—you can't edit it. You have to delete it and redo it. Oh, you you not Yeah. So if you, if they, if they spell check something. And you don't notice it, all of a sudden you sound like an idiot. I hate that (laughs) so much. I don't know why they don't have an edit feature.
1: Okay. Don't ever, if you're over any age, over one, in a Borat voice say, is nice. Oh, God. I can't be around you. You're bossy and don't leave me hanging.
2: Oh, with Uh, a high five?
1: Let's do it. Yeah, with a high five. Yep. (laughs) Yep. With a high five. Don't leave me hanging supposedly i do know some people uh, two people that say supposedly Tons of people
2: say su- supposedly well,
1: su- su- no supposedly so, yeah
2: supposedly yeah. supposedly
1: yeah. yeah but it's supposedly irregardless i knew that one was coming up next after supposedly i remember
2: i corrected my dad on that one and he was he oh, looked yeah. at me and first he got really mad because you know here's his daughter yeah. correcting his english and then he's like are you sure that that's not a word? I, Seriously, Dad, it's not a word.
1: Men over forty should never say "sweet." I've never said that when I was two, much less over forty. Uh she's preggers. You shouldn't say that. Yeah. Yeah. Preggers, yeah, I hate so preggers. much. <laughs> it's so <laughs> hickish. Oh, uh, <laughs> now my mother did this until she was 87 years old, so. But this is men shouldn't say it. So apparently women can get away with it. When my mother answered the phone, she'd go yellow. Yeah, <laughs>
4: she did.
1: She did. She said yellow. Uh, I. She was not trying to be a smartass, though. That's how she said hello. Yeah. Yellow. And it was always yellow. Yeah, she
2: always did that. Yellow. yellow. Like an operator. Yeah, like
1: like. What was her name again? On on. Uh, Laughing, Emily oh, Latella.
2: Oh, Lily Tomlin. Was
1: it Emily Latella? Wasn't was her? It Emily
2: was Emily Lutella? No. name? What's
0: her name?
1: No, no it was.
6: Uh,
0: Wasn't it Doris or something?
6: Dorothine, Dora. Dora uh, no, Emily Latella was somebody else. Um, Dorothine or something like that. I, I, I forget. This
2: is your operator. Yeah.
1: She was great at that. Uh, was... Don't ever call it the interweb. <laughs> don't do that. That's a, Well, people know better than that. I need to use a little boy's room. Don't <laughs> uh, ever call a woman ma'am. Ernestine. 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 There you go. That's, That's exactly right. right. It was Ernestine. Let's blow it up, man. Yeah, <laughs> don't say that. Is that the... Oh, God, don't ever... If you're over 40 and you don't know to, say, and to not say to a woman, is it that time of the month?
4: Uh, yeah, who yeah, the hell no. would do that? Somebody
2: that wants to get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, guess, that's who.
1: I guess that's true. Is it? Uh, what's "bay"? Oh, instead of "babe." The, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh
2: I hate that term. That's, that's "bay." Yeah, that's I terrible. hear people say that all the time.
1: Where do these things come from?
2: I think it's social media. It yeah.
6: is. Yeah, it is. It's just babe. We oh b a. That's not b a. it? b a y or b a h or what? B a e.
5: Someone oh. made a typo of babe, and then people started saying it Bae. because they because they're sheep. Yes, exactly. <laughs>
1: uh, never in front of your girlfriend or your wife say this certain pop star is so hot.
4: I wouldn't <laughs> do that anyway.
1: Mm. Pop star or not, I wouldn't. Yeah, Catherine, you see that woman? She's hot. Uh, that's fat with a P. Oh
0: yeah, with well,
1: dead. Yeah, it's pH too. Omg, I know people that to this day that still say Omg, and people I know that still say sup. Sup. Oh, yeah. God sup.
2: Wendy's, up, Wendy's definitely listening very hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a lot of opinions about what I we're talking about. She said, "Bay is the Danish word for poop."
1: Hmm. Oh, that's As well. Great. So hey, poop. Well, I'm so gonna good. put my hand up there and go bay. <laughs> Uh, if I could rearrange the woman. alphabet, I'd put you and I together. Oh, uh, barf over! <laughs> uh,
2: yeah,
1: it's really bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't ever say this to a man or a woman? Have you gained weight?
2: No. Yeah, don't, don't
7: say, that. say that. That's not good.
1: You never ask a woman if she's uh, pregnant. Well, see no. Here's what I just found: the thirty-fifth one is something that I say. Only I don't say behind. I always say, I don't give a rat's ass. And I don't know why I say it, but I, I probably it probably was in my neighborhood when I grew up. Well, I don't give a rat's ass what you do.
2: Yep. You're not supposed to say that?
1: Nope, you're not supposed to say that.
2: Uh, I think that's a dumb one.
1: I am not a happy camper. <laughs> that's another <laughs> one right there.
2: Uh, I don't care about that one either.
1: Oh, I'll cut a man. Oh, will I'll Are you? I'll cut a man. Do you have a knife. <laughs> you have a, a switchblade on you, do Or a ya? straight razor? A straight razor. Um. I'll cut a man. Uh, it says here, don't ever say to be honest. Well, why, what's wrong with saying to be honest? I don't know. To be forthright—is that better to say to oh, be forthright? I think about?
6: it's in, in, to, so. To be honest, to be honest. I'm to tell something. I'm being honest now. Oh, to be honest. It's a, sort of a, a conjunction to some of the things right. you've said.
2: So you should. Just trust that you're trustworthy after 40.
1: Yeah. Yes, I guess. Have you heard the new Cardi B? Who the hell is Cardi B? Is that Uh, a singer? Anyone?
2: Anyone? Anyone?
1: (laughs) I think I've heard of Cardi B before, but I have no idea. I had. It's a new
2: sweater line. I don't.
1: Drake just broke the all-time record for the most uh, number one on top 10 hits at the same time. He's got seven of the top 10 right now in music. Really? I've seen him before, but I had no idea what kind of music he did.
2: Because I
1: hate rap and hip-hop so Mm. much, I can't even tell you. It takes no talent. Well, hip-hop, I suppose, some of it does.
5: Well, as if that's not all just manipulated. Exactly. It's not based on quality or even popularity. It's based on
1: what would be the most profitable for them to say is in the top ten. Everything would be so much easier if I were in my 20s or 30s. No, that's not true at all. Here comes the midlife crisis. Who the hell would say that anyway? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, I say this too. There's two things. I don't give a rat's ass and because I said so. That's why. (laughs) No, I say that. (laughs) (laughs) Not at my age. Yeah, don't say not at my age if you're 41. How about that? Don't say that. I'll never get back into shape. Don't say that. That's impossible. Uh, The final two, 49, is why didn't you get an A? Because you're an idiot. A uh, number fifty is never say I was drunk. Most of those don't really have a great impact, do they? Yeah, no, 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 they're I just don't think they're that important. But things like bay and sweet and all that stuff, I would agree with all that. Right? Yeah. I do like Sa-
0: to say awesome sauce though.
1: You say awesome sauce all the time.
0: Yeah, I'm like, ooh, that's awesome sauce.
1: And we were mm-hmm. voting to kick you out, but we decided <laughs> we, we so gonna, do that. we're gonna extinguish your torch.
0: Well, I try and at just least somewhat be turn. in the lingo with my kids, and that one's a fun one. At least it doesn't sound super stupid. Well, like don't some ever say won't.
1: "be in the lingo" either. No, okay. I won't. Say. <laughs> well, don't ever say that either. So that's that's a problem. you're As a matter of fact, right you there. should
0: just shut up and not yeah, talk. It it's so, so hard want, to keep up with kids these days because it's constantly changing, and the the, the way they speak, it's like they're speaking in text form a lot of times they would be like, all right, I'll B-R-B, and I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'm
6: be like, Be right back.
0: Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. they do that all the time. It Baby. drives me nuts.
6: So, they, so they've so they contracted the language, and now they're even speaking in texting. <laughs> yep. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow.
5: B-R-B. That's,
6: That's what B-R-B. Right
0: well, Bay was supposed to be like babe or like that a beautiful babe, because and they it's, go bay.
5: It's one syllable to one syllable. That doesn't improve and anything. Are bizarre. It doesn't. Yeah. We'll be
1: back. We have special guests coming up right after this, Tom Bernard Show. This is Tom for Flo. For the past 35 years, Flo's passion to invent a better way has created some of the finest recreational products available. Flo's CargoMax trailer line is a perfect example of their innovation. This trailer is redefining the utility trailer industry. They start with a strong aluminum frame and then add a thermoform polymer bed. It gives you a nearly indestructible one-piece trailer body. And since it's molded, it adds style that the trailer industry has never seen. They even beat it with a large sledgehammer at 20 below zero to prove how tough it is. Best of all, you'll never worry about dents, rust, rot, or paint. Visit their website at FLOEINTL.com to find your local dealer and to see videos of this unique trailer, including a video showing hockey star Ryan Suter shooting pucks at it, trying to break it. You'll quickly see how Flow has earned the reputation for quality products and offering you more for your money. Flo, a better way. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been to lose weight at Neutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth with their weight loss plan. I'm down 77 pounds, and in a couple of weeks, I'll do one more round to shed the rest of my unwanted pounds. Find out how to have success losing weight like I did by attending the Nutrimose Twin Cities in Plymouth free informational dinner. It's on Monday, July 23rd at 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. I'll see you there. That extra baggage melts away really fast, and one of the best parts is it's just so easy. I am never hungry. Nutrimost Twin Cities in Plymouth has educated me on clean eating, and I now know the foods that work for me and the weight gain trigger foods, too. That's important. Nutrimost Twin Cities in Plymouth will guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. Nutrimost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and they can help you, too. Register for the Nutrimost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on July 23rd. Just call 763-333-7337. That's
4: 763
1: 333 well this you got to have faith is right. that what it is faith the faith The faith
0: i love your i it was sad that he passed away i he had such a phenomenal voice. Who is this? George Michael.
1: Oh, that's right, yeah, George
0: yeah. Michael. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he had a hell of a voice, but he had some really, really interesting lifestyle going for himself there. Well, not Very only, self-destructive.
0: Yeah, well, I think he... I, well, Dave and I watched this really good documentary on him, and he had a tough time because he was gay, but MTV, you know, with all the music videos, they wanted to put him out there as this, you know straight man and he's like this isn't me right that's why when he came out with the next album after this one you didn't see him in the music videos oh really that's why he was putting you know like um freedom with had all the supermodels in it um there's a song called funky and he was behind the camera Oh, they really? was glimpse behind the camera, but he would not show his face. He kind of pulled a prince and was, like, protesting his own music. Yeah. So, because they needed him to pump out this music, and he's like, but I want to be who I am, and they didn't want that for him. And so he, uh, um, he was at war with himself trying to figure out who yeah. he was and how to present himself, and he just didn't know. And then, so uh, the, huh?
6: But the public restroom thing didn't do him any good. Well, no. uh, yeah, I mean, and that's... I,
0: I know, but see even back then gay that's how gay men had to interact with each other because it was so the stereotype was so
6: oh no I, don't, I disagree with that because he was the, the place he when he was, when, in he was the 80s? Yeah, yeah. when he was when he was in the bathroom there he was it was about four blocks from West Hollywood, mm-hmm. and it was all gay bar I mean mm-hmm. the fellows were out there all the time and you could do whatever you wanted I mean they, they were just they, it was very free so I, I mean maybe in the 50s but not the yeah, 80s. Give him Tab
0: Hunter. You know, Tab yeah, Hunter had that Yeah, but with him problem. being in the public eye, it was hard for him to go into oh, public boy. gay bars and stuff like that because they wanted him to be a straight guy. And that's not who he was. So he had to do things very privately. Well,
6: look, at how, uh, uh, look at how many actors have fought with that. Mm-hmm. That's been a continued ongoing battle. Oh, I know. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, a, a, a Tab Hunter in particular. I mean, he, mm-hmm. was, he was gay and he, he had to present himself as this man guy.
0: Normal yeah, thing. I it, it, it's sad. And then I think that was a lot of his uh, substance abuse problem and all that stuff that he had to deal with. So
1: There it is. The big winners and losers uh, with President Trump's second Supreme Court pick. Um, you people at the news agencies, I don't, I don't care where you are, you are such frauds. It is unbelievable. Okay, amongst the winners, they list... Russia investigation intriguists. uh, Give me a break. Now, here's one that really annoys me, though, Uh, a lot. Partisanship. So, basically, when Democrats pick far left-leaning people and conservatives pick far right-leaning people, there's only partisanship on one side of that. Again, I don't like either one of them. They're all politicians who are scumbags that are trying to steal your money. That's what they are nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So partisanship is a two-edged sword. You know what I mean? It's got two sides to it, whatever else you want to say. They're, it's always partisan, whomever they pick,
6: right? Yeah, well, they're, but the le- left is really angry that they're not getting these picks because whew, this is this is going to change the face of the balance of power not the balance of power but the checks and balances entirely for
1: decades. So Yeah, just like it, it happened with the Clinton administration when they yeah. appointed all yeah. the far left leaning sure. people. Sure. It happens. Look, I would let's leave the law alone. How about that? How about if we just no, have never gonna do that. have law for everybody, not just left people or not just right people. How about the people in the center that pay all the taxes? How about that? Can we do that? Yep. I mean, would that make any sense to you guys?
2: It would make total sense, and that's why it'll never get done. (laughs)
1: That's why it'll never happen. (laughs) Yes.
2: Facts and uh, sense don't don't play into anybody's hand these days.
1: No, it really doesn't. Mm. Uh, It's amazing to me the things that people say. It just... And they they don't even realize how stupid they sound when they say, well, that the left is really partisan. Oh, the right is really partisan. You both sound like morons, because you're both partisan, just in different
4: areas. Well,
2: that's what I just I just tweeted, or I was I was tweeting out, and then I was interrupted by somebody. It's like I would like it if there was just an internet for political, you know, yeah, armchair po- yeah. politicians. Just a whole separate internet, and anything political has to be on that. It can't be on regular social media yeah that would be very that would very be nice. great
6: that would be extremely yeah. nice as a matter of fact politics are just so, so polarized right now or any ideals and ideas and and values are so polarized now it just it doesn't make a lot of sense you know if you believe something you know i i'm going i still admire you for the thing if, if if you believe in liberalism and things like that Good for you. You should support that and try yep. to do what you can with that. Absolutely. But and that, I, that makes you comfortable. Good for you. And I'm happy for you. Just don't push it on me. You know. Yeah, that's well, it. Then
0: you then know? You that's yeah. what I see on social media. It's like people are so um, hell bent to try and convince you to think like them, and it's like I this isn't logical to me. I'm not going to agree with you. Can we just agree to disagree? Right. But th- that they can't leave it at that. I mean, I've seen so many people unfriend other people that oh, have yeah. had relationships because next they day. just...
1: Huh? Kristen unfriended her own
0: brother.
6: It's <laughs> 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 on their friend day. But it's like it's okay to disagree.
0: It's political, I,
1: political evangelism. It is.
0: It's it's ridiculous.
1: It's got to stop too. I, I think it's really harming people. People are becoming... They, they don't understand that you're not the most important thing on earth. We had a great guest on the, the morning show this morning. He wrote a book called uh, Son of Cain the history of serial killers
4: Mm -hmm. and
1: how they come to be serial killers and the profile of serial killers is very disturbing these days because they're basically describing the average man who just, I'm the most important thing on earth. What I need is really important, far important, more important than anything you need. They have no idea that they're not the only thing that matters. It's just unbelievable. It's really huh. scary. I it's,
0: think we're all, uh, the majority of people are turning into sociopaths.
1: I think you're right. I think that's absolutely true. Like troubled actor Jonathan Reese Myers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys know who that is? Yes. You know no. is? I'll tell you who it is in a second. Troubled actor Jonathan Reese Myers made headlines in recent days after he was detained by police at Los Angeles International Airport on July 8th following in flight drama with his wife and flight attendants. Now, new details about his behavior on the Miami to LA flight have emerged. Britain's son online spoke to a first-class passenger who claims to have been sitting in front of an, the Irish actor. His wife, you'd know who it was if you saw him. Well, you'd that's usually
2: him. how I am. You know I don't yeah, know anybody's that's name. That's true. Unless His I've wife, known them
1: 10 years. His Ma- and their one-year-old son, Wolf, during the journey, the female passenger alleges that Jonathan, who has a long history of alcohol abuse, well, he's Irish. You already told me that. <laughs> I mean, you know, I already pointed to that stuff How the obvious. You know. I love doing that to Tim Ivory. It, it makes me so happy. <laughs> I love going after Bilski for being Polish and, <laughs> and Ivory for being Irish. It's wonderful. Uh, and anyway, any case, TMZ previously reported that he was drinking on the plane and had to be asked by a flight attendant to stop vaping in the restroom.
2: Oh, God. He was behaving
1: erratically and intimidating other passengers during the entire journey. Before the American Airlines flight took off, the Vikings and the Tudor star's behavior unnerved fellow flyers even in the waiting area he was being mean to his wife he sat on his own while she was feeding their child and playing with them on the floor he kept going over to tell her uh, and telling her off he would yell at her while she was playing with their child
5: God. but he Sounds had no like interaction prince.
1: with his child whatsoever the passenger told son online he's just he's a pain in the ass actor who thinks he's a very big deal mm-hmm. and sorry sir you're not you're just not that big a deal
6: and if you're that big a deal why aren't you flying private yeah if you're that if big you're, a deal get your own plane that's right if you're that big a deal if you're that big a deal though, yourself you're
2: flying commercial. you ain't that big a deal no i you're absolutely right it's uh, I don't know. his wife should just start taking separate flights
7: <laughs>
2: to make oh, her this. life easier
6: yeah she she should be taking she should be <laughs> yeah, that's just, yeah, I'm not she should be taking either. a flight to new york he should
1: be taking a flight to uh, yeah, la exactly. uh, there you go there's separate flights for you yeah those are separate flights Love it or hate it, reality television is a huge part of pop culture today. Is it as big as it was?
6: I
2: have no idea. I have no we idea. Never got either. into reality television. Well, too
1: most much. TV is reality television
6: now. Is, is it? it? Well, yeah. yeah, all those dances shows are reality oh, TV. Yeah, that's all true. true. All the, that's true. you yeah. know, all it's just it, it isn't just the Survivor yeah. anymore. It's all these other everything else. That, well, the Kardashians that was a reality TV scripted. It's all scripted reality. It's, yeah, it's,
2: it's nonsensical
6: kind of a thing.
1: Yeah, I don't have. I don't want, I hardly watch any broadcast. I watch Blue Bloods. I watch Chicago PD. I watch well I don't watch the middles anymore. Can the middle anymore cuz now it's over. Yep. But I, I there're like three shows I watch on broadcast television. It's just not a, it's not interesting anymore. Big Bang Theory I still watch and Young Sheldon. And that's about it, isn't it? Yeah. That's about not it. many. Love it or hate it, reality television is a huge part of a uh, huge part of pop culture today. And there's a, something for everyone no matter what your interests are. You want to watch a bunch of people come Pete to a date Flavor Flav, remember that? <laughs> yeah, was God. it the Flavor of Love? Was that what it was I called? Think, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, And they had Brigitte Nielsen. Oh uh, well, yeah. <laughs> no, wait, no, that was uh, that was they were on another show together, and that yeah, it had oh yeah, it was that. New he would name nickname all the girls. I remember watching it because it was would nickname such a them? yeah, it was such a train wreck, <laughs> but it was entertaining at you know mindless entertainment. Because I just think Flavor Flav's funny, but...
5: Yeah. Yeah, so I Brigitte...
0: Agree. I remember seeing Brigitte Nielsen come in critiquing the girls. <laughs> oh,
5: that's uh, Strange Love. Strange just... Love, yep. There you go. Strange Love. And then they did Flavor of Love. Yeah, Flavor of Love. I Love New York, and then I Love Money. Yeah, I Love, I love Money. New
0: York yeah. was one yeah. of the uh, protagonists on Flavor <laughs> of Love. She would get all fight with all the girls and mm. of course they had to keep her on because she kept the ratings up so yeah,
1: well oh well, the other yeah, reality TV's, the bachelor
0: the R- bachelorette oh yes, I
2: know. Yeah. yes yeah. that stuff
1: it's all yes, reality right. whatever happened to that kate plus eight woman and that guy he just disappeared oh, after I he was know. a pain in the ass they just went away Omarosa where is she now
2: She's another, those are all good questions
1: but they <clears throat>
6: They, they're also they were hyping a new TV show with a bunch of kids, and it was it just seemed like an endless stream of kids running across the street. So I don't know if a <laughs> woman had. <laughs> uh, multiple um, oh. two or three multiple births or something. She just it was just these kids were everywhere, these little kids, and they were little. There
0: was Kate plus eight. Well, there was the Octo Mom too. Octomom. Oh, yeah, that was
1: her. Yeah, that was Kate. No, no, no Octo Mom. was Yeah, that's right. She's the one that never she was, was the married. Was Yeah. She had like quintuplets or something. Yeah, yeah and
0: then she octoppeds had to go. Yeah, the, she couldn't get oh, pregnant, so octoppeds? she yeah, so she took fertility oh. drugs, and she ended up getting pregnant with eight kids, and eight then she kids. had to go on welfare. Because she did. couldn't afford all the kids. Of
6: course she did, except uh, for her aesthetic did. surgery, which she had. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Well, but she, someone gave her that. She had
0: a yeah. She had a short-term reality show too.
1: Unbelievable. Seattle area real estate agent Jerry Martin said he first entered the business in 1977, which means he remembers the days of double-digit mortgage rates and multiple booms and busts. That includes the bubble in 2006 and seven, and the historic collapse that followed. None of that, he said, quite compares to the craziness that's mm-hmm. been going on lately. Catherine, you would agree with that?
2: I would agree with it.
1: It would not be unreasonable for a three-bedroom, one-and-three-quarter bath, 1,500-square-foot 1, home to go on the market, and within an hour or two, mm-hmm. you're looking at multiple offers, he told CNBC. We've had situations where 20, 30 offers were coming in on a piece of property in a day. Yep. The Washington state housing market is the hottest in the country, as a matter of fact. Prices increased nearly 4% in the first quarter this year. According to the Federal Housing Finance Agency, the largest jump in the nation, they are up nearly 13% from one year ago. That compares to just under a 7% increase over the last year nationwide. But inventory, (laughs) the supply of homes on the market.
2: Sounds like they need to start building out there to keep uh, houses affordable. There's not enough supply. Our guest
1: is on. I guess right well, we we got to take a break in one minute, so why don't we do that? We'll take we'll do one more minute, take the break, and then our guests will come on with us. That'll be great. I hate to interrupt them in the, in the middle of the conversation. The situation is especially critical in the Puget Sound area around Seattle, which has added nearly 55,000 jobs in the last year alone, thanks to hiring at big employers like Amazon, Microsoft, and Boeing. Combine the resulting uh, surge in the population with a slow pace of construction, and you get a classic crunch. Uh, Martin says he thinks it's going to crash hard. Do you find that to be true, Catherine?
2: Um, There's some people that are predicting that. There's always doomsayers, you know. Are there always? There's always doomsayers, yeah. Ever since the market started coming back, they've been saying it's going to crash again. I
6: understand. If there's not enough enough supply and the demand is growing, how does that crash? I agree.
2: Well... there's just there are so many issues with housing affordable housing and affordable housing doesn't mean you know people that just you know are on HUD or whatever it's just that people just get priced out of markets and the problem is is that builders want to buy land dirt cheap and nobody's selling land dirt cheap anymore because that you know we all learn that land's very valuable before the crash so they're not. They're, if they can't get it cheap, then they just go somewhere else to build.
1: There you go. We will be right back. Our special guest coming up next, Tom Bernard Show.
7: We are here with Chris Lindahl. What's the latest? Chris Lindahl Real Estate, the real estate brokerage, is finally here. We've declared our innovation independence. Your innovation independence? <laughs> you're, you're dressed independently today, I will tell you that. That's... You look good, man. You look great. Thank you. And we also have something super exciting for KQ listeners. We are going to give away a free listing side commission now through June 29th. How's that work? So, so we're going to sell someone's house for free. What? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, and it's just a way of saying thank you, and KQRS has been amazingly supportive to the Chris Lindahl brand and now to Chris Lindahl Real Estate. It's a way for us to say thank you. It's also not a bare-bones offer, so everything that Chris Lindahl does to get you top dollar for your house, we're still going to do, and we're going to do it potentially for free. For one listener. Now, how do people get that done? How, how, how do they qualify for the, was it a drawing or what? Is it, it? Yep. So it's, so it's a drawing. So you can go to chrislyndall.com. That's Chris with a K. And you can click on the free listing side commission giveaway tab to sign up, or you can call 763-401-SOLD. That is a wonderful thing.
1: And when, uh, when do they need to do this buy?
7: So the deadline is June 29th, June 29th. And how do they do it? They go to ChrisLindahl.com. That's Chris with a K or call 763-401-SOLD. And I just want to say thank you so much for all of the support during our transition. We're super excited, and we're bringing innovation to another level. It is a wonderful thing. Chris Lindahl. Thank you. You're a good
1: man. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Saber Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Saber's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Saber Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Off sale. Yeah, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Our very special guest, Paul Remish. How do you pronounce your last name, Paul? I want to get it right. It's Ramash. It's Ramash. Ah, oh, you know, I just called. asked Cass- <laughs> Cassie, I said, is it Ramash or Remish? And God, we can't. thought.
0: Well, I think Dave pronounced it Rimmish. Well, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's Dave. That's true. Paul Remish, ladies well, and gentlemen.
4: It's a common German name. It's okay. is <laughs> Yeah, it's not. It's not
1: that common of a German name. But... No, I wouldn't think so. Yeah.
4: Huh. But yeah, no, I, I, I,
1: there are some interesting German names. There's no doubt about For that. For sure. My mother was mostly German, as a matter of fact. and uh, People had a lot of difficulty. Even though it's a Greek name and she, she's German, her first name was Theophila, which means love of God, because she was named after a nun. She, all she did was fight with that name her entire life, I'll tell you that. She had a big well, battle. The meaning of it is good, though. Yeah, the meaning of it is good. Uh, does Ramash have a have a particular meaning?
4: No, not that we've been able to really find. Now, Paul Ramash,
1: fingerprints and phantoms: true tales of law enforcement encounters with the paranormal and the strange. Don't all officers encounter everybody who's strange? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Isn't that law enforcement pretty much?
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, I've seen cops. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: true. Honestly, I'd ever see the show. Yeah, cops?
4: But, uh, that's true. There should have been maybe a subtitle on that, you oh, know, stranger no. than usual. So.
1: In a profession dominated by logic, law, evidence, and science, are there some things you can't explain? Join a veteran crime scene investigator. Are you a veteran crime scene investigator? Because if you are, I'm jealous.
4: I love that. Uh, well, if 21 years makes me a veteran, I guess I'm a veteran. You- uh, I, w- I always say that in forensics, we age in dog years. So I'm very veteran.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true. It's pretty fascinating. Although, from what I understand, I've, I've talked to a couple, and they said, yeah, you know, crime scene investigation is really, uh, really great, except for you're the, if you're the first investigator on the scene. So, therefore, you'd be, I guess, a police officer. But some reporters show up, and a friend of mine who's a reporter at a local TV station had the unfortunate timing to show up at a guy who hanged himself under oh, a bridge on the Mississippi gross. and oh, wow. f- fell into the water, and they dragged him out of the water, and they had to poke him with a long pole, and he popped like a balloon.
2: Okay, why are we talking about
1: (laughs) man. Because we're talking about the paranormal and the strange, that's why. What's it called, Andy? (laughs) What? What's it called? Pop? What?
5: Yeah, popping? Yeah, it's called popping. No, whatever. (laughs) You you made a comment. I don't know.
4: Yeah, Uh, I haven't fortunately seen that myself. You have? it's gruesome. Oh uh, my
0: god! Well, oh,
5: yeah, dead bodies. Uh, yeah, Oftentimes in, they'll start out gassing and. Especially
2: yeah. in water, right?
1: I, I don't know, I
5: guess. Yeah, the,
4: the, the water does really weird things to a body. Like it makes them look <laughs> like the worst possible special effects from Hollywood. It it's yeah, the water's creepy. It does bad things.
1: His true stories will leave you wondering if it is a criminal or something else going bump in the night. Meet a young girl who receives a visit from her mother the day after her mother is murdered. Oh. Find out whether spirits follow those investigating their deaths. Oh, my God. Are you telling me, Paul, that somebody was tracking you down because you were investigating their death?
4: <laughs> well, it's funny. that That's kind of the, the story or the, the incident that really started my interest in a lot of this. It didn't happen to me, but it happened to one of my best friends and colleagues, he actually did have the spirit of a murdered woman follow him home from a crime scene. And it's funny, that's not as uncommon as you may have thought. As I've worked on the book and gathered stories and talked to people, there's been other crime scene people who've had people, or ghost spirits, follow them home. So it is, yeah, we usually worry about what we're tracking in our house on our boots, but... We can bring something else into our homes, too. It's very interesting.
1: And how often do you come across something really shocking or gruesome? I, in that line of work, it's, it's got to be all the time, isn't it? It
4: is, and it really depends on where you work. So oh, yeah, if I you suppose. work in a really big city, um, you know, Baltimore, Chicago, Minneapolis, something like that, you probably have murders. On a weekly basis, at least. So yeah. small-town people, they don't have as much. We're kind of somewhere in between here in Ogden, Utah. We have our fair share of murders. So, like last week, I had two two dead bodies that I investigated. One was a suicide by gun, and the other one was an uh, overdose, possibly, in a bathtub. And so, you know, it's probably on a weekly basis for most people.
1: Paul, one of the wonderful stories that I heard, I have many friends that are police officers, because... My mother's half of her family were police officers, so I know tons of cops. And I grew up in a, in, in let's say a a murder lo- area. A murdery area, yes, I did. <laughs> and this guy, the sergeant, told me a story. Uh, he was called to a to a shooting, and they got there, and one of the relatives shot the man and killed him. And then the uh, the desk sergeant showed up. And he said, "All right, get all these people the hell out of here." And they got out, and there was one guy still sitting on the couch with his mouth hanging open. He goes, what did I say? Get the hell out of here. And the, the other sergeant says, that's the guy who got shot. He got shot right through the mouth. And the sergeant said, oh, I guess then he can stay. <laughs> I thought it was pretty interesting.
0: Hey, um, Paul, I just have a quick question. With uh, Do you have any cases where, the, you know, with the paranormal, some of these... Uh, spirits or ghosts, have they um, directed an investigator to, um, you know, influence them to find their actual killer or uh, help them find evidence or anything of that nature?
4: So in, in my book, no, but in researching the topic in general, it is not uncommon for that to have happened. And there's a pretty famous story from eighteen hundreds kinda of put me on the spot. I can't remember the names of the people, but there was a woman who was murdered by her husband and her ghost appeared to her family mm-hmm. and really directed them to find evidence and that eventually led to his arrest. Uh-huh.
7: So there are
4: <laughs> there are plenty of instances out there
0: that you read. Actually, I think okay. that's the only case where in court they uh when they tried him for murder for his wife, they actually took a, in account having um a ghost as evidence. They did? I believe, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he yeah. ended up like st- like strangling her or something and broke her neck and yeah. when they put her in the coffin, they he's like, "Oh, she has to have a scarf." He wanted to cover up the evidence that oh, he choked yeah. her out. Yeah. yeah.
4: Good God. Yeah, so you've, you've heard of the story, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't remember what the name of the gal was. Um, but, yeah, so that was that's a really famous one, and I've read of a few other ones that have happened. And so, yeah, it's not unheard of. But, yeah, we haven't uh, experienced that around here. I don't have anything like that in my book.
1: Does this, you know, the paranormal and the strange, this happen in every, not every precinct, but let's say – Pretty much every... City. Look, I, I believe Baltimore still has the highest per capita murder rate in the country,
4: doesn't it? The last time I heard, yeah. yeah Even they're... though Chicago's giving them a run for their money this summer. <laughs> they are, bad. that's
1: true. That's terrible. But does this happen all over the country? Does it happen in older cities more often? Is there any benchmark?
4: I, I, I would say it happens everywhere. And, and it's been an interesting thing that I've noticed when I started stories and talking to people about it. You could tell that officers and forensic scientists were a little bit hesitant to share some of their stories because they didn't know if I was trying to make fun of them or whatever, but when they saw that I was serious, it's rare that I talk to a group of people, cops or forensic scientists, that haven't had something happen to them. And the best example I have of that is I spoke at a uh, little forensics conference we had around Halloween in Utah, and The people who put on the conference knew I was getting this book together. It hadn't come out yet, but I was working on it. So they had me do a little at the banquet. I did a little spiel and talked about some of my stories. And then they opened up the mic to see if anyone else wanted to share. Well, nobody was forthcoming with their stories at the time, so they closed the thing and went back to dinner. But as I went and worked the tables and talked to everybody, there wasn't a single table in that banquet hall that someone didn't have a story. And some, you know, said, "Well, I don't know what to think about this. I don't know if I believe in it, that this happened." Or some people are true believers. But I, and as I've talked to people all over the country at different conferences, there's stuff that happens, and so I say it happens everywhere.
1: Yeah, I, I got to believe it. Probably does. Now, Saint Paul, for some reason, I guess because it's the oldest town in the state of Minnesota, maybe. But Saint Paul has many more instances, wouldn't you say, Cassie, of of sightings and ghosts and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have uh, the Wabasha Street Caves.
1: Right. They're oh, yeah, known right. to be
0: haunted. A lot yeah. of those old mansions on Summit Avenue. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are places, though, in Minneapolis. Yeah, I the mean, First Avenue is known to be haunted. It is? Yep.
1: Hunted Dave even who? did an
0: investigation there.
1: By the guy who owned Greyhound Bus Company?
0: I don't Thank know. I Actually, I think it's supposedly a woman who went in there and she hung herself in the bathroom when it was the Greyhound Bus Company. Yeah, the depot. depot. That's
1: nice stuff right there. You know, it's interesting, Paul, you talked about this earlier, but when I was, uh, I had barely turned four. I might have still been three, but barely turned four. My great grandmother died at the age of 104. And oh, wow. And she, yeah, she died at 104, and that was a few years ago, Paul, I'll tell you that. But I do remember seeing her at the end of my bed that night, and I I don't know if that's a childhood thing, and I just missed her, because I I was wild about her. She was a wonderful woman. Uh, So is part of that maybe that happens to little kids, maybe just you want to see them, so you kind of do?
4: Well, that may be part of it, but did you know she was dead at the time? Uh, a pro- you know, you? maybe
1: not. I might, may not have because they're probably not going to tell a three-year-old kid your great-grandmother that you love a lot and I love a lot is dead and then send me to bed by myself, I
4: <laughs> suppose. Right, and, and and I think that's an important element of the story because that is yeah. a very common kind of scenario that happens. It's where a loved one has passed away and the living relative doesn't even know they're dead and they have an experience like you had. And yeah, that... There's a story in my book where a girl, young girl, wasn't living with her mother at the time, and her mother was murdered. And the night she was murdered, she appeared to her in her bedroom, just like happened to you. And she said, hey, I have to go away for a while, and I just want you to know that everything's going to be okay, and I love you. And then she left. And so the girl just thought her mom had stopped by. She didn't even realize... or think about that it was a possible haunting, and then yeah, that next day the investigators were there at the house talking to them, and her mother had been murdered. And you you hear lots of stories like that with that like final goodbye kind of spiritual experience. I don't even consider that a haunting, you know. I mean, no, no, I agree. It's yeah. just more of a, you know, the people aren't scared when that happens to them; they're comforted. You know, it's a, it's a spiritual
1: experience the only scary part of that story paul is later on i figured out and i finally realized that she was born in 1850 so <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> i know someone that was born 170 years ago <laughs> thank god so
4: that's she an interesting the civil war
1: yeah she did absolutely she did she lived through the civil war as a matter of fact she was uh god how old would she have been when the civil war started like 10 or 11 years old something like that
4: yeah, right around there. Right,
1: it's, it, it's a fascinating part of life. And is part of it, Paul, the fact that people want there to be something after we uh, ring down the final curtain? Uh, is that part
4: of it? I think so. And I, I think a lot of people are afraid of death. I'm not overly fond of thinking about it myself. Right. right. And, I, you know, they, they want something to happen. But there, there are so many things that happen though that can't be explained otherwise so many weird things and I mean maybe some of it you could chalk up to just a desire for the afterlife or or wanting something to happen but there are things that happen out there that you can't explain otherwise and and that's the way I approach it As, as a crime scene investigator We have to, you know, all the best crime scene investigators approach gathering evidence from the bottom up. So, and let me explain that a little bit. Because when you you go into school and they talk about the scientific method, that's like a top-down way of gathering information. You have a theory, you start out with your theory, and then you work your way, testing your theory and gathering information. Supposedly, at the end, you either prove or disprove your theory. Well... As a good any good investigator doesn't have a theory going in. You don't walk into a homicide scene or a crime scene and instantly form a theory. You do it you gather information from the bottom up where you're like, Well, let's see what happened. Okay, we have this bit of information, this bit of information, this bit of information, and then in the end, that's when you have your theory once you've gathered all the information. And, you know, I've I've approached the, you know my study and gathering of these stories of the paranormal that way. I don't have any theories going in, but just some stories, some experiences, as you gather evidence from the bo- bottom up, you, you have no other conclusion. And one story I had is there was a, a woman who was murdered by her husband rather gruesomely in this little apartment. And we worked the case for several weeks, and it wasn't a whodunit. They knew that the husband had committed this crime pretty much from the beginning. And so, you know, we weren't there forever, but we worked the scene pretty solid for two weeks. Well, like a year later, pulling well, me back up. So the woman was chased by her husband and pushed against the bathroom door and murdered right there. And had the door opened inside to the bathroom, she might have been okay, but it was an outward opening door and she got pinned against it. Well, months later, the crime scene was all cleaned up. The uh, case had been adjudicated and everything, and the, the apartment had been re-rented out, and these people were living in it, and they didn't know that someone had been murdered in there. But they started having weird experiences where that door that the woman had been pinned against would just randomly open by itself, and the lights in the bathroom would turn on. Ooh. And so they had no knowledge of the intricacies of this crime scene. It wasn't in the media where it happened, the whole mechanics of the door and everything, that was never discussed, but these people were having this paranormal experience right there with that door. And so, you know, I look at I look at that that story and say, well, how did they know? How could they possibly have known? Maybe they guessed or whatever, I don't know. But it's just one of those things that says, well, something's going on here that can't be explained.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, fingerprints and phantoms, true tales of law enforcement encounters with the paranormal and the strange. Paul Ramash, we have to have you on again sometime. I'd love to hear a lot more stories. That'd be terrific.
4: Oh, any time. I love it. This was a great experience. Thank you.
1: Thank you, sir. Paul Ramash, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back, hour three, in just a few minutes.